Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. I'm Elliot Danker. It is now time for the bigger picture with Willie King. Willie, we have been talking about this all morning, how the stock market had surged for the second straight day. So it's a good start to the month and the quarter, driven by energy stocks, tech, auto stocks, treasury yield titan. And all of this is on one key point of data. Yep, so we are looking at the jobless data, you know, which has actually fallen since June. And it's interesting here because this could actually put the markets on an optimism where the Fed could maybe just change its trajectory from being hawkish in its stance to something more dovish. But, you know, there's a lot of things to say where we come, you know, this Friday where investors also be clearly focused on the Friday's US jobs data, such as the unemployment rate and the non-farm payroll that economists are anticipate to show in a slowing in new jobs added. And of course, you know, I want to talk about the overview of the market. That's why we are going to have on the line Shuresh Tantia, Senior Investment Strategist, Credit Suisse. Hey, good morning, Shuresh. How are you? Good morning, Willie. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, I mean, we look at the market since last week had a broad-based sell-off and this week we are seeing that the market has searched for the second day straight. I mean, give us an overview of the market. Yeah, I think the conditions are still very fragile. There are a lot of uncertainties in the market. Um, including a recent escalation of the war in uh, Ukraine and uh, again oil prices going higher. Um, and in this kind of, kind of environment, central banks are still hiking rate when the growth is going down. So this kind of environment is not good for asset prices. Yes, short term, we could see some rebound in the equities mm-hmm. as positioning remains very um, stretched. A lot of people in the market are short equities and they are being uh, mm-hmm. coming under pressure now. And mm. that's why you are seeing these violent moves of 3% every day. Mm. But this is unlikely to sustain. This is uh, another bear market rally similar to what we saw in July and in the first half of August. Mm. So there's some sort of a pullback here despite the brief rally? Yes. I think this rally could continue for a couple of weeks. But eventually we are going to go down again because the growth environment is still very weak. The global economy is uh, going into slowdown next year. Europe and UK would be in recession. Mm. And in this kind of environment, rates are still going up. Mm. Um, to the extent, if uh, Fed hikes rates to 4.5%, which is our expectation, then the equity would look very expensive compared to bonds. The spike, 25% sell-off. That's why we are suggesting clients to, to maybe sell the rally after a week or so and then um, look for the opportunity to buy maybe at lower levels. Mm. So with the backdrop where, where you have mentioned, you know, higher rates, you also have the global currency sell-off, bond use spikes. So you're talking about equities are being expensive. What are you looking for right now? What are you telling your clients in terms of the asset allocation? And how much would you weigh on the various assets across the different, you know, stocks, bonds, currencies? You know, how are you communicating this asset allocation with your clients? Yeah, so we are underweight uh, on equities. So we recommend uh, a, a risk uh, balance uh, investor to hold less than 50% of your portfolio into equities. Mm. For a balance profile investor, the allocation to bonds should be around 25 to 30%. And a large part of the portfolio should be in the alternative investments. Those would be hedge funds and private equity. Uh, because they tend to do well uh, when the public market come under pressure. Hedge funds by nature are able to generate alpha 
in these kind of volatile times. And similarly, private equity tends to deliver better returns in the long term. So um, definitely, from a public market perspective, take less risk in the equity market compared to that certain part of the bond market are looking more interesting now. Mm, I just want to quickly pick your brains on this, Shuresh. I mean, looking at the asset allocation where you are talking about taking less risk on equities and looking at bonds having 25 to 30% of your portfolio, you know, just fill me in on this, Shuresh. With rates going up, wouldn't this be bad for bonds? Yeah, it, it's already been very bad for bonds. If you look at any bond market in the world right now, whether it's investment rate or high yield bonds, they are down close to 20%. Very similar performance uh, we have seen in the equity market. This is probably the worst year for the bond market in decades. And uh, the reason why we are starting to become more optimistic on the bond market is because market has already priced in the rate high trajectory from Fed. So if you look at the Fed fund futures, market is pricing in a rates going up to 4.5% by the first quarter of next year. That's why we see limited upside in bond leads from here. So one can start building their bond portfolio, especially look at the investment-grade bonds. These are the highest-rate bonds in the world, and they yield uh, close to 5.5% in U.S. dollar terms. Coming on to Singapore stocks, I mean, somewhere closer to home, do you think they're attractive now? Yeah, I think from a, a local investor perspective, after the recent pullback, one can uh, look at uh, the opportunity in the Singapore market, especially banks. They are very resilient. Uh, their uh, results uh, in the last quarter have been surprising on the upside. Profits are still growing. And uh, all of the banks are uh, delivering a uh, handsome dividend yield of more than 4%. Um, but beyond that, I would be a bit more cautious on uh, REITs or developers because uh, REITs are still expensive, especially given where the, REITs, uh, where the rates are right now. Mm. And um, given the recent uh, pooling measures by the government, uh, the property developers uh, could come under pressure. Mm. Just one quick wrap-up, Shuresh. What sectors are you looking to buy and what are you looking to avoid? Yeah, so we are looking at uh, some of the commodity-linked sectors, especially uh, energy. I think uh, that sector can do extremely well, um, given the recent escalation of uh, events in Ukraine and Russia and recent news uh, that OPEC could be looking to cut oil production. So that should provide support to the oil prices and it's good for the energy uh, stocks. Um, at the moment, we are still avoiding the growth sectors mm. and those would be technology, especially technology names which are burning cash uh, because capital is becoming expensive now. Still be difficult for startups or new industries to raise money or they have to dilute their uh, shareholdings. So avoid um, the high growth names at the moment. Uh, only when the rates are peak, then which one should start to look at the uh, techniques. Mm. So, positive on commodity-linked sectors and avoid growth sectors. We have here this morning with me, Suresh Tantia, Senior Investment Strategist, Credit Suisse. Thank you so much, Suresh, for coming on the show. Thank you very much. Thank you. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.